0: Hello, I'm Howard, welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that is currently subject to a hostile takeover, my Barcelona podcast, More Than a Club. Uh, we're looking back at England's 1-0 win over Croatia, a win dedicated to Karl Marx, as Raheem Sterling banished many demons to effectively book England a place in the knockout stages already. Glad like to be joined by one of the main men himself, one of England's finest, it's Joe. Good <laughs> Joe, how are you doing? What what an introduction! I'm happy with that. How's it uh, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, I should say someone's playing the piano appallingly downstairs below me. So <laughs> if it does show up on this recording, there's nothing I can do. Add l- l-
1: add a little bit of class to the uh, to the proceedings, unless unless he really starts to go off key with it all.
0: I think it's a child, so it absolutely drives me insane. But <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> City life, eh? So
1: yeah, yeah. You alright? Enjoy the the weekend yeah yeah it was um it's been sort of it feels like I'm back in the Premier League days just glued to three games of football a day it's uh it's it feels like I've only really had a short break from actual football mm. but um I think i'm I think I'm enjoying it. I think that the, the quality of the games hasn't really been with maybe the exception of the um of Holland v Ukraine last night' yeah. I don't think the, I don't think the the quality of the games has really been hugely exciting so far. Um, but overall, I'm quite. I, I'm just. It's just nice to like. I, like I said with um, the the Friday show we did, I'm kind of just happy to have a bit of sort of background te- like football that I don't have to be too invested in. Yeah, which is which is quite nice. But uh, yeah, how about how about you? Have, have yeah. you sort of found the opening?
0: Uh, well, just quickly, we'll uh, the Wednesday debate on Wednesday. Funnily enough, uh, Steve will look at the whole of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I think, have we finished the first Anyway, he'll look at what's happened so far on the Wednesday debate, obviously the horrible scenes on Saturday, mm. and all the other, you know, the big hitters and uh, some of the results were just uh, homing in on England. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, to be honest, it was always going to be an anti climax. Because I've been looking forward to this since March, because... City was stressing me out, not by being bad, just by the incessant football. Yeah, and the fact they went for quadruple was stressful, especially when you sat at home. Mm. Uh, so I was always thinking, whatever happens, however glorious City season is, when it's over, I will be so relieved just to watch international football. Because the fact is, if England go out, I mean, we've said this last week. I'm an England supporter. And I'll support them, and there's four City players in there, and I want, I want them all to do well. But if they don't, you know, it doesn't hurt as much as well, probably 120th of a Champions League exit, let's put it that way. So, yeah, you know, exactly. it, it's nice to, that's why I like international football at times, because it is just a stream of football, and like the Scotland match today, yeah, you've got a match on, and a midweek at 2pm, <laughs> uh, that'll yeah. do me, to be honest. It g- gives me an excuse not to work for two hours. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a couple of cracking goals as well. So, uh, yeah, um, I am enjoying it, but, we do know. I mean, I've just been kind of watching Poland, Slovakia, and it's like you've really got to push yourselves to get into that.
1: <laughs> so. That's it. That's it, isn't it? Like, I think, I think, like you say, we all we've we've all kind of built it up as like, oh, international tournaments are brilliant, aren't they? And then, but we we you know we don't forget we we forget about the the. Group stage games in like World Cups and Euros tournaments where it's two teams that you just really don't excite you at all and the game's not very good. And it's just that's 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 just the nature of these kind of tournaments, really. And I was mad about this last week. Yeah, it was 16 going through. It's just ridiculous to be honest. With oh, 24. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the
0: Jeopardy is just
1: reduced. the actual the, the the setup of the tournament is just mental. Like it doesn't make any sense at all to do it to do it this way. But no, I, don't. I, I, I can't if you extend it to 32 teams then you you're looking at like that's that's on par with the current World Cup setup isn't it which for euros does seem a bit like overkill, and then sixteen maybe feels like at that point you you are basically limiting it to just all the top european teams which i don't I don't know how I feel about that to be honest I mean that might just maybe that makes the euro qualifiers a bit more interesting because at the moment so many teams get through through so many different avenues well
0: it's it's the format really you've got going multiples of eight really yeah. Uh, yeah, or change the group size. I don't know. I just it's like I know we're doing it to death, but uh, you know, doing a WhatsApp with uh, I think a Sanders or what else yesterday. It's like England don't really don't need to win any of the last two games now. Yeah. Not, they'll go in to win it, and there's an argument about momentum and all that sort of thing. Well, it really doesn't do them much good to, (laughs) to, apart from the momentum and, you know, but I'm not sure how big a thing momentum is at this stage, to be honest. Yeah. People are already making assumptions from having seen Italy or so. So I think it means very little at this stage. England are going to go through and they'd be better off finishing second, third. So it's a bit silly when you can win a group and get a much, much harder tie than you can if you finish third in a group. It's just, deeply flawed so yeah. but you know uh, so that tournament as a whole i mean it's France Germany on Tuesday night is it not so I'm definitely looking forward to that yeah, and once absolutely. once you hit the knockout stages it's going to yeah, much like the champions league
1: does that's to it be yeah yeah that's that's what it'll come down to really the knockouts are where the the really exciting stuff will happen
0: I did a 9320 tweet today about, you know, we've just still got loads of content coming out. And I I ran out of characters, but I almost put the end. And soon we'll be doing pre-season previews again. It's like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it's it's mad. Like as soon as this tournament ends, like literally a week later, Pep will have the squad back together again. It'll be back to, yeah. And we'll have the, then then as I assume once the tournament's over, then the the, the transfer stuff will really start to kick up again. It just feels like the one summer where it feels like we would really need four weeks of just, None of that. <laughs> We've got a Euros that's fallen in the middle of it. So it's just, yeah. We'd be bored. We would, we would. Hey, we we, we complained about football. it now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, yeah, bad news about Cancelo, but at least he'll get a rest now, won't he? And uh, yeah. most importantly, of all the fixtures are out this week, so we get, Always to, a fun time. We get to see the 19 other teams we play twice, uh, which are the coming <laughs> soon. And the usual thing of please don't have a home game on New Year's Day. Just that's all. All I ask for. Do not have a home game on New Year's Day. That's
1: that's the one day you really don't want to be dragging yourself to the uh, the Etihad.
0: That's when I want to be sat on the couch, scoffing chocolate, (laughs) Uh, or at the very most, dragging my ass to the local pub. Yes. Right then, let's uh, have a look. Just a quick uh, podcast looking at England. just first of all though, how did it feel beforehand to, to see a crowd at a match? Are you becoming accustomed to it already, because obviously it's not the first time. But does it mm. feel a bit different watching this tournament where there's crowds everywhere?
1: I think it definitely felt better from the England point of view, because obviously to see England at a tournament at Wembley when it's all, you know, relatively full is 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 that that's something that I've not really been able to in my lifetime i can't really remember it like having a home crowd for an england game in a tournament so for me that was really good but i think yeah like you say because it's because pretty much every country that this is being hosted in has got a crowd in it i think they all do don't they they're all back in some capacity at the stadium so by that point i've become accustomed to the idea of it i think the italy game on friday was a really good way to start it off with them with you know, with, with that Andrea Bocelli performance oh, and all that stuff. It was never uh, tired of that ever it, was, ever. it was it was it was it was a top tier way to open a tournament, I'll give it that. But um no, yeah, I'm I was think... just thinking what what would
0: we what English tune would we do it?
1: Oh god. Um I try to think of someone for that would be ridiculous to do it now. Yeah. The moment's gone. Be a little mix, won't it,
0: or something Yeah. Like. They're, <laughs> oh, doing it, Ness- it they're doing they're doing and we'll be doing some uh, pop idol group or something. Exactly. I don't
1: know. But um, yeah, I I thought it was good. It was nice to see crowds there. But I think it's weird how I'm sort of becoming accustomed to it again. I don't think yeah. it'll really properly registered with me until like the Premier League starts next season. It's hopefully fingers crossed back to full capacity by that point. Um, but um, but I'm um, yeah, it, it, to even see some fans back in there is um, it's definitely an improvement on the sort of graveyard football we've been watching for the last eighteen months or so. so sorry, which I know you th- I think you mentioned this last. Week.
0: Which year were you born in? Uh, Ninety two. <laughs> so yeah, Euro '96 won't be of much. Uh,
1: yeah, 2002 is like my earliest proper memory of a of a tournament.
0: Mm. Yeah, '96 was. I mean, I could dissect some of the performances. It's pretty bad to be honest. Like the split fifty-fifty, the good performances and the bad ones. But yeah, it was just a great summer. I'm sure it was really hot as well. Uh, yeah, it just felt there was a good atmosphere around. Like. Mm. So yeah, let's hope there is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the further England goes, the more that will be replicated this summer. Especially if it keeps sunny as well. So Yeah. It goes definitely. hand in hand with the weather sometimes, uh, yeah. And if we can get yeah, obviously we'll even with the lockdown being extended, it's not much of a lockdown and people are out there watching the match, so it's all good. Yeah. 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 Right then, uh, uh, let's look at the England match. Uh, the team lineup felt like we were back in a bit of a Pep Guardiola world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Gareth Southgate's overthought it. The, <laughs> the flawed genius that he is. Uh, what did you think when you saw that
1: that line? Honestly, I know Trippier at left back is a bit mad, but I thought honestly I was quite happy with it. Like I looked at it and I thought this is kind of. Because I was, I remember we talked um, on a previous pod and were sort of quite pessimistic about, you know, it's a tournament. Gareth Southgate's probably going to go five at the back, especially against a relatively strong Mm. team like Croatia. But I'm quite glad that he went four at the back. And, you know, Rice and Phillips isn't exactly, you know, a a sort of defensive double pivot kind of thing. Isn't really, it's not, it's not, we're not going all out against Croatia. But I suppose that's fine with me. the front the front three of foden, sterling and kane as a as a city fan who is who is looking at what we could possibly look like next season was uh, was was intriguing as well but um yeah the trippier at left back things a bit odd especially seeing as you know shaw has come off the back of probably the best season of his career and chilwell has come off the back of a a, a pretty decent season as well so it makes there must have been some kind of tactical reason why he did it but um that for some reason it it didn't feel quite as bad as like you know these these kind of pep mad decisions that make everyone just sort of lose their minds. But for some reason, everyone really focused on that one thing that had been changed. Whereas, mm. in reality, whereas in reality, I think the other 10 players on the pitch, I don't think anyone could really have any major issues about, to be honest.
0: No, but I mean, I Sancho's fit, is he not? I know the stuff like is chill, so. not even the match squad. I just thought the whole squad's in the squad. He <laughs> limited the number of substitutes, obviously. Yeah. Was uh, Chile was in the squad. I don't think Sancho was. It did surprise me a bit. I don't know. Tactically, the trippy thing, him and Walker didn't go forward that much. So I guess it was a case of, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Just some defensive uh, solidity, really, and tucking inside. I don't, I don't know. To be honest, it didn't fail anyway. But we don't no. know because we don't know what... Chill, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not having a go at Southgate. I just find it weird that two top class, or, or no, well, not top class, top form left backs. Yeah. maybe chill the show our top class, but they're certainly in good form. And then we go and play right back in the first game. But yeah, he'll. I don't know. Well, I'll, I, I mention at I the think, end what he may do in the future. It might be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you say, it might just be a case of sort of because we've all had our question marks over Mings, haven't we? And I think sort of having someone next to him who would be more maybe on the left-hand side, particularly, I know Trippier likes to get forward a lot on the yeah. right, but maybe on the left would just sort of sit there and almost babysit him a little bit. But I think, you know, I'd like to think we won't see that again because there are a lot of sort of attack. There were, there were a lot of forward movements that were kind of cut out by Trippier having to cut in on his right every time he got the ball, which is not really what you want against teams that we might be expected to score goals against. If we If we have a left-footed, left-back who can just sort of whip in a first-time cross or something like that, then that'd be that'd be quite good going forward. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll probably come to that, I assume. Yeah, he didn't want the full-backs
0: to overlap, did he, Southgate? So he no. was cautious, which, you know, and that's what generally unnerves me about. You know, I, I don't know. I think we'll have to be less cautious if we want to win the tournament. But mm. I can't complain at all about this performance uh, overall. Let's just look at it two hours. How did you think that first half went for England?
1: Um, I think we were quite we were, we were we were good. I was you know, we, we were unlucky not to go in at half time in the lead to be honest. That foden chance in the first five minutes could have been could have been the perfect way to sort of open up our tournament. Mm. Um but I think it is you know, we looked apart from that, you know, we we kind of we looked threatening without really properly creating an awful lot it's kind of like it felt a bit reminiscent in some ways of watching of watching city a lot of the time where we we're, we we're, we're, you know we don't look like we're in too much danger of conceding i think i think they they got one or two chances didn't they but they were sort of either called for offside or just sort of came to came to nothing ultimately um, but in terms of us going forward we created a few opportunities for something to happen that ultimately didn't happen mm. um i think kane in the first half didn't really impose himself on the and that kind of went throughout the whole game to be honest he didn't really impose himself on it at all um but Sterling was like a real uh, I've there was a he, he, Sterling as he often does got a lot of mixed reviews at half time I saw <laughs> classic
0: Sterling incident,
1: yeah but I was quite happy with his I was quite it, it's one of those I, I said at half time like no matter what <clears throat> no matter what his form is like Sterling is always a player who is going to He's gonna always create chances. Like he's are always gonna going
0: happen, to... aren't they? When he's on yeah. the pitch, that's why he's in the side. His movement is just things happen. You know, it's like he's not gonna be anonymous. Mm. That they will be. You know, but he may swing and miss. He may skew wide. You know, it's just that is a hundred percent. It
1: kind of it kind of felt like it felt like he he was doing everything but the bit that was going to like he'd get I, I felt like basically in the second half of that first half we were just punting it long to sterling oh. and and for me that wasn't really the way to go because sterling is fast and sterling can beat a defender for pace but if you're looking for him to sort of Take down an aerial ball and then beat someone and score a goal. That's really, I think we all, we can all agree that's not really Sterling's game. But ultimately, he created spaces, he created chances, he occupied defenders, and created spaces for other people. Where you know, at halftime, I went in thinking all we need is just one of these to come off, and we've got a very good goal scoring opportunity here. So, and the, and Croatia ultimately didn't. It didn't feel like they really created much for against us in that first half. So at halftime, I was cautiously quite confident that we would. Uh, we would we would go on and do something. Did you say it did tail off a bit in the second quarter of the match. Mm. I do we have to give
0: credit to Croatia that it's easy to say they're not the team they are. We don't know really, do we yet? Uh but they are, you know, tournament experienced tournament team basically and uh, yeah, we we can't just expect to turn up the first time. Of course England have never won an opening game in the European Championships anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we've taken a step forward already anyway. So we couldn't have it all our own way. Was it just more a case of Croatia just, you know, a bit of experience in midfield with Modric, just slowing things down and showing a bit of nous?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Modric in particular was very good at just sort of take, maybe taking the sting out of a lot of our movement in midfield. I think he just thought, it, it, as soon as he got on the ball, he just, he just he, he knew what pace he wanted to play the game at and he did it quite well. I think... I, I, Croatia were always the kind of team where they had the potential to maybe just... The longer we went without scoring, it felt like you could maybe see Croatia getting, you know, with just with the nous that they've gotten, like you say, that experience, just sort of get back into it a little bit more and sort of maybe catch us out somewhere. Um, but yeah, like you say, that a lot uh, the, the credit for sort of the last 10, 15 minutes of that half really has to go to Go to Croatia because they did. They did ultimately stop us from creating chances in the last in in at the end of that half, and they they sort of not not they didn't create much themselves, but they they sort of dictated what the pace of the game was for the end of that half. So it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't all us being we didn't really drop a level. I think Croatia. Yeah, yeah. I think Croatia stepped it up.
0: They just yeah wormed their way back into it and slowed yeah. things down basically yeah. So that second half, did you see any difference before the goal, or did it feel like more the same to
1: you? If honestly to me, it felt it felt a bit like more of the same. It felt like kind of in the first, like in the first half, we we'd we'd focused a lot down Sterling's side of the pitch, because um, it it felt weird to me because obviously in the first five or ten minutes we got a lot of joy down Foden's side of the pitch. Like obviously it felt like he was it felt like when he got the ball, he could cut inside and maybe take a defender on one-on-one. Obviously he hit the post with that, with that opening chance. Oh. But, but ultimately it felt like we'd kind of, we kind of abandoned K- <laughs> playing the ball down that side. It felt like everything we got was either going through the middle or down the left. And ironically, it's the one time where the ball does go down the right. And then Calvin Phillips finds himself in a bit of space that, um, that, that, that the actual important part of the game comes from. But yeah, to, to, to me, and I, I, you know, there may be someone who could tell me different, who knows a lot more about the tactical side of things that I, than I do. But I didn't really notice any huge, obvious changes that came in our approach after that first half. I think
0: the key thing is we've. I think it's the base that Southgate starts on. They did create virtually nothing because the ninety minutes. Yeah, 100%. and I guess for the first game, let's not read into you know this is how the whole tournament will be. You know, he will change players in that system across the tournament even if everyone's fit I think that's why a good starting base is that you don't yeah you, know, you just don't allow the uh the, the opposition to to break through and they did that that was their building block and you know when I saw the team I thought it was overly negative yeah with double pivot but Phillips did do his leads job he was or yeah. box-to-box, which I think he enjoyed. And it that was it. That's what they were trying it the first half. Foden, I think you know, Michael Cox said it in The Athletic, Foden drops deep. Uh, and he just wants a midfielder. Southgate just wanted a midfielder to break through into the gaps and kept chipping away. And eventually it worked. Uh, how, <laughs> how, how happy were you that it's Raheem Sterling that yeah. scores what turns out to be not just the first goal but the winning goal as well for England.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was great. It's always nice to see. I've I was on I was quite sort of critical of the fact that Sterling was um was picked for our nameless final game of the season. Um when he was <laughs> uh, I was uh, well, I I think that his form recently has not been has not been at all good enough to warrant him starting for Manchester City, but I think that I think that for England he's he's kind of someone Someone on Twitter put it really well after an interview that Mourinho did about Kane and Son. Sort of how Kane works really well when someone can run off him and sort of create yeah. those spaces and exploit the gaps that Kane himself does create as well. And I think that Sterling is 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 absolutely perfect for that. If there's one thing that Sterling can do, like I've like I've already said, it, it it's create space and sort of occupy it himself. And, you know, he scored 30 goals a season for us, like, and that's because of his ability to do that. And I think that I think that no matter what it, it's the thing with sterling It's 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 never it's never his mentality and it's never his ability to get into the positions. It's always just what he does with the ball when he gets it and I'm just so glad that he actually put this away because if there's if there's one thing that I really don't want for sterling, it's another high profile miss in a big game that people can always look at and point to and just like and that's 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 always I know that you're gonna, I know that uh, we're maybe going to talk about city players in this game and and sort of how how we feel about right it now, but yeah. But with, with you know, with games like this, I always kind of worry about... There's always a scapegoat after a tournament if we don't yeah. do well. And my concern is that a City player will be that scapegoat. But thankfully, you know, Sterling of all people, who would be the easiest of easy scapegoats to to sort of find if a game like this doesn't go City's way, especially with the chances that he, that he had and the positions he found himself in. Um, I think that, you know, to see him score... The, the opening goal, especially with it being at Wembley and the story with him and Wembley as well. is just, it was just really nice to see.
0: Yeah. And that is literally my next question was, how do you feel when there's four England players that play for Manchester City? Are you, did you go, are you a bit stressed? Because we all know we're just waiting for yeah. Stones to do anything wrong. And your Twitter timeline, uh, back pages, the media coverage will all be the same. And he's alongside Mings. And it's like, I think, you know, obviously Stones, I think, is at his best with an absolute leader next to him. Now, as it turned out, Mings was excellent, I thought. Absolutely excellent. Uh, yeah, you know, but I don't rate him at all coming to this. But fair dudes, he put in a great performance. Stones was great. Walker was probably the weak link, but thankfully grew into the game a bit. Mm. Uh do you feel stress going into this? Because we, as you said, we've all we've we've seen it. I used we used to mock United fans, didn't we, for sure. Shat- singing Argentina and yeah, you know. and they were <laughs> yeah. right I'm sorry you know though they say I have to credit United fans they were right about the treatment of Eng- England fans as just a disgrace of not all they England are. fans that's yeah. a huge generalisation we're England fans but the treatment of individual players at clubs is bizarre sometimes, and skate. Oh, they love a scapegoat. It's not just the media; it's fans as well. Yeah. Did you feel stress going into this game? Like, were you under pressure that oh, Foden must do something good, or John Stones must do something good, or were you able to just relax and watch
1: the match? For me, for me, it's not so much it's not so much stress as it is just kind of irritation. Like, I find it, I find it really. Frustrating after a game when people like, do you remember the? There was a game a while ago where Stones played out a dodgy pass for England, and it was one that afterwards I think Kevin De Bruyne talked about it as if like if he played for City that 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 goal doesn't happen because he basically passed it into an empty space where normally Fernandinho or someone would be. Was it the was it the Poland game a couple of months ago? Yes, I think I think it was. It was it was it was it was was sometime basically after that game a lot of people came out and said oh classic john stones he's 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 crap sort of thing and that's what annoys me more than anything else i don't feel i don't necessarily feel stress in terms of you know i i'm desperate for them all to do well and and, and, and everything like that it's more just I've, I've become frustrated that that so many fans judge players who play 38 games a season for their clubs off off one international game with, yeah. Where they're playing, where they're playing with a group of players who they play with maybe six or seven times a year, it all all spaced out months apart, and yet and yet for so many fans, those performances sort of tend to define their opinion of these players, and you know, like like you say, you, you're right. It's not the media. Like the media, obviously, England is the sort of the the. Most high of high profile, especially in an international tournament, for where a lot of people will will see these players, even with the context of the Premier League and everything. But for fans, so many of them just think like, "Oh, if they played, if they played bad for England, then that's it. Then like you, you, they're a, they're a bad player, no matter what." Um, so yeah, I, I, I like for Foden, Foden especially for for yesterday. I kind of did feel a bit of like. There was a little bit of like, I really want him to do well, sort of thing, because because it's you know it's Foden, like he's yeah, yeah. he's he's as Manchester City as they come in terms of the players that are in that team. <laughs> it's different um, with him; he's not going to be scapegoated,
0: but it's the one I still want to do more because I want the yeah. world, I want the world to see Phil Foden uh, absolutely as we see him, and they will. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be now, but uh, mm. yeah, that Stones. I mean, he
1: did it in the Nations League as well. Uh so I don't That's know how- yeah. Sorry, that's 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 the one I was referring to. Yeah, that's that that's the one. Yeah,
0: but. Uh, cheap plug for my season review book. I do mention the Poland one because I put in the book, quite. Right, if it was for England, if it was for City, sorry, it wouldn't have happened because firstly, he'd have Edison passing to him, not Pope, who played against in that, whatever that, like, I think it was Poland about two months yeah.
1: ago. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. He,
0: headed the, he, he assisted the winner later on, didn't he, for Maguire, so he did. a bit of redemption there. Uh, yeah, he he would have had the confidence to pass back to Edison. He would also have had. Players offering him options in both that nation's league game because he basically, I know it looks like we're excusing a mistake, but John Stones is never, not going to lump it forward. So no. the reason he was dis- made this mistake is because he had to hold to the ball because he had no one to pass it to. So there is an excuse there of sorts that you know if Southgate wants to play, you know, like Pep Guardiola City does, then the players have to you know be there available for passes, move. And so on. So yeah, it was good to. I think it was good that we had a game where, yeah, just have no, no incidents like that. Uh, clean yeah. clean yeah.
1: sheet, and yeah. That's when I become stressed. If something like that, if something like that happens, like if, say, if John Stones does make a, a similar mistake that sort of leads to a goal in like a knockout tie that that eventually sees us go out, I will. That's when that's when my stress levels will rise. But that's because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna feel agitated and annoyed by basically everything that I see surrounding John Stones for the next however long it's going to be just just as an example of something that could be and I like I say I just find it really annoying that people choose international games to really define their opinion of players when they're possibly like the least indicative of how good a footballer is that uh, they can be they're not
0: really they're just like waiting for certain for players of certain teams to mess up let's be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easier that way it's the usual dichotomy of fear Saying that all City players are rubbish, but also that Pep Guardiola is only one because he spent loads of money. Absolutely, well, yeah. Which is it? Uh, just back to Sterling briefly. Did you find his comments afterwards a bit weird at all? Or, yeah. Uh, I'll just read read it. Uh, honestly, there's a lot of different reasons why I haven't scored a lot for Man City, but that's irrelevant now does are we really too much into that
1: is the is the chief reason being that he's been crap for the last <laughs> six months like I, th- I, I, I found it really weird and I, I he said it in a way that was like oh, I don't want to talk about that I, I don't want to talk about that it's fine we'll just 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 move on but he also said it and he didn't need to say it and I think it's quite a it's quite a point uh, for me, like uh, because uh, you know, about two or three months ago, I think everyone on this podcast was sort of quite confident that Sterling would get a new contract at the end of the season, basically no matter what, because of because of, because of who he is and because it's of still obviously well, is pro- do do you think I I yeah. think I think that I think that he's you know is Camper making enough noise about him wanting to move on unless that's part of the classic football and negotiating a new contract thing, and and Sterling himself has had you know his fallouts with Pep and stuff, and this this comment after the game as well. Like, I'm not saying it means that he 100% wants to leave. He could be, he, he may well sign a new contract as soon as the Euros end. I don't, I don't know. But if he's, it seems like a bit of a pointed comment to make and... I don't, I don't really understand it, but you know, it might just be I, I might just be reading too much into it, and I think it could just be it could just be something and nothing. Yeah. He might well be talking about he might well be talking about his own personal reasons rather than you know sort yeah. of pointing, pointing any fingers about maybe could, the coach or the team or anything. But okay, he made yeah.
0: a statement, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago before the Champions League final that alluded to stuff away from football. So yeah, oh, well, yeah, I'm not I'm not, not going to yeah. read between lines and come out with some conspiracy theories. Just my little one is perhaps. I think he does, Yeah, you know, I think he likes having that striker on the pitch. I mean, Kane did absolutely nothing during this match apart from Mr. Sitter. Yeah. But if, if I was going to allude to something about how City play, I think it's the lack of a focal point in attack or something. So, which yeah, you know, I, is fair. I don't think, which, I don't you think know, Sterling we're, likes... we're looking forward to a striker coming in. So it's not really saying anything too mm. out there, controversial or damaging or whatever. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't think, like, you're right. I think Sterling likes being that kind of not support play is probably the wrong word but he likes he likes having someone else who can maybe create the space for him and i think in a situation where he's going to be uh, the, uh, a lot of people pep liked him as the false nine for a while didn't he and i thought that i thought that maybe wasn't Best for him. Obviously, obviously, the season where he scored thirty goals was his best situation, wasn't it? Where you know he had, he had Aguero was fit all season, and he was basically just free to sort of drift on that sort of left inside yeah. bit and just be there at the back post for tap ins. But when you've got a, when we're, when we're playing a system where, like you say, there is no striker in the in the middle who's sort of occupying the other like two of the three defenders or something like that, he's, he's very easily crowded out, and it's just a situation where Sterling becomes the focal point, and that's not that's obviously not where he where he does best. So yeah, ta- tactically there are, there are absolutely valid reasons why he would say multiple reasons why he's not been scoring performing for city. But I feel like maybe off the back of mate is the reports of that exchange he had with Pep a while ago and him being dropped for a month or two afterwards and his form generally not being great. It's, it's possible that there could be something else in that, but yeah, who knows? I, I could be, pr- I, I'm, I'm probably going to look foolish in a month's time when he's signed a new five-year deal. <laughs> uh, i we'll just look at...
0: I say Walker was a bit dodgy at first, grew into the game. Uh, just leaves... I said John Stone's just had a nice, smooth 90 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, out of trouble, out of uh, incident, and just kept everything ticking over nicely. Not—you yeah, know—they I know even when the opposition don't threaten much, at least the you know, central defenders still have plenty of work to do, so I mean, he did it absolutely fine. His distribution was good. Uh, so just leaves the man himself... Uh, the the Stockport gas going. How did he feel? He, he did. Um, that I early, feel like he that had... early chance, by the way, it just nicked off the toe of a, the defender. Don't know if it changed the direction or not. The yeah, one that hit the post. So but I feel like that was
1: yeah. that that chance feels like it was the only really noteworthy thing that he did in the game like it felt like he, he did maybe he had like a couple of other you know dribbles one on one against defenders and stuff I th- actually i think there was one where he ended up creating a chance at the end of it that was that was that was also quite good but um it like i said before it kind of felt like the team didn't really it didn't really send much his way after that yeah. first sort of 10 15 minutes it felt like he'd kind of been not forgotten, deep. yeah. He was deep, and same
0: with Mount in a way. It's like they didn't he, have a, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine with this performance, by the way, but I do. Oh, think, yeah. I yeah. think it, they need to grow a bit more and let you know players like uh, like Phil Foden and Mount and Grealish if he gets some game time to be a to be high up the pitch and just have more of an effect there as the tournament develops. I think. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think they were just they were asked to do some more. Yeah, of the hard graphs rather than shining, you know, in, in front of goal on, on this occasion. So
1: it was it was unspectacular, but I think yeah. that was very much by I think that was very much by sort of Southgate's design rather than because of their actual performances. Like I think I, after the game, I know Mason obviously Frank Lampard was in the studio, so Mason Mount got a lot of love. Um, and I don't, I, I didn't really see anything from Mount that made me think that he was really. Noteworthy at the end of the game. I think he got, he was one of the people who was sent out for the post match interviews and stuff. But for me, like, for me, Calvin Phillips was like stood out head and shoulders yeah. did above that everybody else. You? Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I said this on Twitter after the game that sort of on our, when we did, me and Rob did the, um, our ideal England start in 11 a while ago and Rob put, um, put Calvin Phillips in his. And I was just a bit like, I don't really get what Calvin Phillips does. Like, I don't know what is I don't watch. I don't watch Leeds week in week out, so I'm not. You know, I'm not watching. I'm not keeping my eye on him every week. No. But when I do watch Leeds, I'm kind of just left a bit like, eh, like well, you eh, it's yeah, like what's DM
0: You see, so yeah, exactly. He's not making those breaks forward, like,
1: mm. but he seemed to based on yesterday's performance. Like, I've a lot of people have said he may be able to play for us. And I think if yesterday is indicative of his average performance, I think that's probably a fair shout. But I don't. I, I've not. I've not seen enough of of Phillips to really be able to say whether that is the norm or whether that is like just him having one of the best games of his career or anything. But um yeah, no, he's he's he really impressed me. And that that pass for for Sterling's goal was it was perfectly weighted. Yeah. I think that was like that was it's it's really impressive. And I think, like I say, considering that he is a DM, the way that he. You said that he sort of played as a box-to-box throughout the game, which he definitely did. And I think the, you know, is the fact that he did that really well it says a lot about his sort of versatility as well, which is really nice. So,
0: I mean, it's a good chance that Rice and Phillips do maintain their place now. Does it still slightly concern you that by doing that, we obviously have to lose a player in a way? Or do we have to lose? I don't know. <sighs> Grealish, Sancho, Rashford. You, would you like to see more of them? Or do you think this... Yeah, it's just about team structure is more important in a way to.
1: to I feel like if we deep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if we if we come up against, if we come up against say Czech Republic in the final game, and say we say we've beat Scotland on Friday for example, and, and yeah. just Czech Republic as the final game, I would like to see us go like all out and just sort of you know play play one DM play play you know Mountain Foden. With Grealish, Sancho, and and Kane up front, just say a bit a bit of you know the 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 more attacking flair t- uh, players. But honestly, I'm quite I'm quite happy with Rice and Phillips as as sort of two um, in midfield because I think we've seen a lot for West Ham that Rice is very capable of when he's got someone like when he's got someone defensive next to him like like say Suchek, for example is obviously Phillips isn't quite the same profile. But he, if he can stay back and do the the tackling screen in the back four sort of thing. We've, I, I've seen enough of Rice to think that he can do a bit more of the the running forward kind of stuff. Um, obviously, Phillips himself did did quite a bit of that um, on uh, in yesterday's game. So I think there's you know it's not ideal. We're not it, it's not like we're playing the most attacking midfield in the world, but it's not like it, we're not playing three defensive mids or anything by any means. Like mounts in there as well, who can do a lot of the box to box stuff. Um, for me, I, for me, I'm just a bit. I'm just a bit. Um, I'm just a bit annoyed that we don't get to see more of Jude Bellingham because I feel like he's honestly, is he's, he's when he came, even his, just his brief cameo at the end of that game he was he was very impressive and I just feel like I'd like to see him maybe get at least one one star in this tournament because yeah, I think he's we 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 saw it against when we played against Dortmund is it already feels like he's on a very high level of of ability and he's only 17 years old, which I know that you know a lot of people don't really like to talk about that much, but he's he's only he's only seventeen. I don't if it's 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 strange they'd think they'd make more of it. Um d yeah, I, I didn't know that. Jermaine Genus uh, I think it's I think it's the only fact about him that Jermaine Genus knows. Um but yeah it's uh well he's he's he is a great player so I'd like I'd like to see him get a start for, in this, this
0: tournament. If Henderson's fit now he's gonna come in is he not Would he take
1: Phillips' place? Do you think?
0: Oh, Uh, what do you do now after that game? You know, that's the problem. I'm not saying this is the greatest England side I've ever seen, but this squad has really got options like I've not seen in Mm. many a decade. Because I'm saying, I'm not sure like Sancho or Rashford or or Grealish or Henderson or Jude Bellingham all have shouts here to get onto that pitch, and some of them are not going to get <laughs> onto the pitch at all. You know, I yeah. just, uh, and you've got, you know, you've got Sean Chilwell not getting onto the pitch. It's just strange. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's going to have a quite a different side against Scotland on Friday or will he stick with this? I don't I mean, Ple- Scotland. Of gap, isn't there? There's like, you know, yeah. I don't, well, is it, yes, five days, but.
1: It's weird because obviously Scotland didn't uh, Scotland played earlier today and, and and got beat but I've I've not seen the game because I was working but I've seen the xG and apparently Scotland were quite sort of I don't know if that's just because of um Czech Republic's second goal being such a uh, such an anomaly in terms of xG that like it basically probably doesn't register at all. Yeah. Um but it looked like Scotland had the better of the chances so I don't know if necessarily that's a game. Yeah. I, I feel like especially with that being, you know, sort of we win that and we have a very good chance of topping the group that Southgate will probably go with the same safety first and then and and win the game mentality. I think Czech Republic's probably where you're going to see the most changes if we've beat Scotland by that point. Um, Scotland would bang average, really, brown shoe performance. but Really? Yeah. But
0: it'll be tough on Friday. It's Scotland, you yeah, know, they, exactly. they have come a long way. They have got better players, I think, than for many years. And it's England Scotland, it'll be a battle. So, like, no, yeah. I can't. They had little spells, but to be honest, uh, the Czechs are good from set pieces and they were causing. Absolute mayhem from crosses and stuff, so yeah. not sure if that's how England will really approach the match with you know putting loads of crosses into the box. So, might not be an issue for Scotland come Friday, but they didn't look very strong at the back, Scotland, to be honest. They had no. little glimmers better when Shay Adams came on, uh, actually. But yeah, I, I was not impressed with them. I think Czech Czechs deserved that victory, to be honest. So, mm. Uh, yeah, so it'll still be a battle, but yeah, I don't know how if he if he just wants to use his squad basically because he's got so many options. So.
1: It's a weird one because Gareth Southgate has shown in the World Cup, and he showed it. He show, I suppose, he did show it against Croatia as well. To be honest, ultimately, that that he is obviously going to approach the important games with very much a defence first kind of strategy, and like if he's going to play realistically. If we go into the knockout stages, he's going to play two of rice henderson and phillips who are going to be more defensively minded with four of the more attacking players ahead so it's just kind of for the for the attacking players who didn't feature against croatia it's it's kind of there's there's their the, their options are limited, to be honest. They're sort of their their opportunities to, to really get into the games are a bit limited. Um, I suppose it'll probably all come down to you know the the kind of if we if we maybe want to play a bit more of a pacey game, where a bit more um, where it's going to be needed. I think obviously Sterling and, and and Rashford can definitely do that, or at least one of the two. And obviously Sterling got it got it against Croatia. Um, if you want to play, if you, if you're going to be playing against a team that is going to literally just sit back and just sort of you know hope for hope for counterattacks and you're going to want more technically minded players like Foden and Sancho on the wings um no one I don't I don't see anybody displacing Kane unless there is an absolute dead rubber game that we yeah. find ourselves within the third game of the group um well they want him
0: to grow into I mean there's always that thing about him growing into seasons he never used yeah. to score in August uh he might be absolutely knackered yeah you don't know maybe he will get a game off yeah, Cause as I say, England only need a point and uh, to surely get second first. I know they're not going to think that way. They're looking to win all the games, uh, but it, and you want momentum anyway. But I don't know. It depends if he's if he's tired or not. Kane. Otherwise, yeah, he, he stays in because you want him to get a goal or two. And get some uh, momentum going I don't I could see I could see Southgate doing something like you know bringing Grealish in for Froden and just you know, yeah. some similar changes like that I don't know and using the squad but it depends if he thinks the same 11 it's better to keep the same 11 you know I'm a big fan of keeping the same 11 and getting a because they won't have had too long to work together uh, but then again you can't do that because they'll get the fatigue will kick in so
1: it's an odd one isn't it because on the one hand like this this is the tournament that really necessitates having more than just the 23 players but at the same time 26 players like you cannot possibly rotate all 20s there are going to be there there's going to be six or seven players maybe that just won't even won't even get any time on the pitch um at all so i just feel like you know if it gets to- there's a lot of players at southgate so a lot of high quality players and unfortunately there's going to be some that just don't get a sniff at all but um yeah it's just it's it's a good problem to have considering how many times we've gone into a tournament and just been like we have absolutely nothing past the first eleven and and in this situation we've got if anything we've got far too much past the first eleven
0: so yeah uh enjoyed that let's just wrap up how do you feel that going forward after that first game uh England don't tend to start well in tournaments. I'm not sure if it matters really that, you know, what they did 12 years ago, 16 years ago, 24 years ago really matters. But I did see a couple of articles that says this feels like a different England to past ones. Does that make any sense to you? That there's just something a bit more about them. Our finals record is just appalling, let's be honest. Especially in <laughs> knockout, knockout stages. <clears throat> well yeah, you know, the 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 last Getting to the Semis has slightly redeemed that. But yeah. D- does it feel any different this side to you going forward, to past England side, so
1: It just feels it just feels like it's a lot more I think I think the fact there's a lot of youth in there makes it a lot much just just by just by default makes it a lot more exciting. Yeah. Um it's the the kind of especially when we've seen them all have really good seasons in the Premier League as well like all of these players who are supposed to be our big players in the tournaments have all had quite legitimately good Premier League seasons as well like Harry Kane's come off the back of like being the top goal scorer and, and top assist maker in the league um you know St- Sterling maybe has not been so great recently but has still scored like you know he still scored 14 15 goals all season for us um which which you know for a winger is still very good numbers. Like we're talking about Sterling as if he's like had a, had the worst season of his life and maybe he has, maybe he has, but he still scored 15 goals. So there's not really a lot you can really criticize about that. You know, Foden has been the PFA player of the year. Mount has had a a very good end to the season. Uh, Our defense, honestly, I was pretty, I was, I was thinking, looking at stones and mings and thinking, oh, this has the potential for a lot of banana skins here, but you know, they, they actually both played really well. Walker's had one of the best seasons of his career. Um, Pickford's a different goalkeeper when he plays for England. I just think, I just think, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like we're going to go on and, and win it. And honestly, because of, I think we'll top the group, and just purely because of the strength of the teams that are going to be in that yeah. that that other side of the draw, I feel like there's a very good chance that we just go out in the round of sixteen. But I feel like if we honestly, if 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 we do something right in that game and we win, then I don't see any reason why we can't. Go to the semi-finals or the final, but I think I think honestly we're, we're kind of we're kind of shafted by the by the the, the setup like you said earlier by the, the the sort of seeding of the tournament and the and the the way that it's all organised that we're probably going to end up playing against Germany or France as soon as we get out of the group I'm and just... find ourselves in the the receiving end of possibly our toughest game of the tournament at uh, the first time of asking.
0: I just found some of the counter, yeah, like the. the... In replies to optimism on Twitter just quite tiresome yesterday. To be honest, yeah. Uh, oh, mean, if you
1: can't the, get excited after a, if you can't get excited after a opening win in an international tournament as an England fan, then then what what is what home, joy do
0: you have? Sat at home for eighteen months. Fuck's sake, just let us have a bit of fun. <laughs> People say it's coming home. It's a joke. I said it in the pub after we scored. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah exactly. it, it doesn't even make sense anyway it's coming home you know it's a stupid phrase it's, it's yeah you know, it's tongue in cheek it's people celebrating after being let off the leash after a year and a half just fuck just let people you know enjoy it so England are competitive uh, there's a, at least four other teams who are absolutely mm-hmm. loaded with time at least uh they could go out early, they could go deep. Who knows? Just, yeah, enjoy it. We're allowed to enjoy it, I think. I think we're allowed to enjoy ourselves generally, even if uh, it's July the 19th now where we can really enjoy ourselves. Yeah, it's just like, just let people have that release and enjoy your victories. you say, because we, we rarely win the opening games. So Yeah. And Portugal, as a well whole, just didn't win any of their group games last time, so it just goes to show the importance of momentum or just... <laughs> sticking in now not losing games being hard to beat maybe we'll take them far so we will see right that'll do i think uh joe thank yeah. you very much yeah thank you very much and uh, no doubt we'll uh we'll have a pod after the uh scotland game which will be interesting pressure on scotland now after their defeat in the opening game but of course with those third place positions I don't know. I think they'll need a win and a draw, so I think they need to avoid defeat against England to have any chance of going through, but we'll see. it should be a big, big game. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Plenty more shows coming. Uh, what uh, Can you tell us what the Joe show is this week? Is it is it uh, nailed yes. down or still you're still in a... Uh, yeah,
1: ho- deciding... Hopefully. Hopefully, if if uh, if recording permits, um, we'll be doing a Joe show about Caldoun's um, interviews that he um, the, the the big interview that he gave a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and uh, going through sort of a few of his comments. And I will I will almost certainly touch on the uh, Super League comments that he made as well at some point. So, brilliant. Uh, yeah,
0: there's Wednesday debate, of, of course Wednesday, and I may be on that. Uh, look at the tournament as a whole so far. Obviously, Friday's show, loads more besides. There'll be transfer shows coming up and history shows, quizzes, loads. So do look out for that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. And as always, up the blues.